0: Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm still home. Yeah, I can see that. Love that little buffalo time. Oh yeah, just thrilling up here. Mm. (laughs) What are you drinking today? I'm drinking seltzer water and vodka. A classic. A classic. In my tumbler, so my parents don't know I'm drinking at 11 a.m. It's super fair. Super fair. I'm having the God's drink, which is
1: water. Um, I'm not drinking today (laughs) because this week was... Fake. (laughs) Fake. This week was a lot of drinking. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. And
1: my body and my liver just need a cleanse. Um, So,
0: no alcohol for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's Okay, I don't know how much alcohol I put in here, like how much vodka, because I blind poured it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I will drink for the both of us. Yes, I love <laughs> that. Maybe that should be a new thing. The The reader is sober and
1: oh, <laughs> listener. I, mean, that would, I, I feel think... like that
0: would make it more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just coming up
1: with blind ideas for future episodes. Right All on the spot. love
0: that for us. Do you
1: have anything you want to...
0: Prince Philip died. Oh my god, yes. I can't believe it. You manifested it. <laughs> I really did. I don't know if I like to have that kind of power, but... Well, um, well, this is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Alicia. And I'm Francesca. And we're bad at intros. Yes, we don't do that here. I feel like if you click on the podcast, you should know, like, at least the name. So I guess, like... It makes sense to introduce ourselves, but I'm always like, you clicked on this podcast. You know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. You know what you're getting yourself into. Mm, New listeners don't,
1: but reoccurring. Should know by now. They should know. So do we want to get
0: into it? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Oh, wait. Wait. There is something. There's two somethings. There's the um, Mike Pence biography. Don't even... that Mm -mm. SNS picked up, I think, right? Yeah, Simon & Schuster. Yeah, Simon & Schuster picked up, so, um, for, like, two two, mil. Two million. Two mil. Two mil. Just a a cool cool two two mil. mil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop talking to each other. I know. We, We really do. But, yeah, so that was that. And then, did you hear all the Twitter drama earlier this week that Melissa texted us about I barely remember what I ate for dinner last night so you have to so our friend Melissa who was on the pod a couple weeks ago like a month ago now two months ago probably almost now um texted us about um what's her name Emily Duncan and apparently she's not the greatest person I've never read any of her books I do have I do own one I was gonna read it but now I guess I am going to have to get rid of it because I have no I have interest. Look. And apparently your girl Rory Powers was in it who wrote Wilder Girls. Oh. I don't know a lot because <clears throat> I really don't care about... <laughs> this is going to sound so mean. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Francesca's catching up on our messages now. Yeah. There were, like, um, four of them, so... <laughs> yeah, that's Ako Taco. Um. Yeah, it's not the greatest. I feel like I, I saw some, of course... Uh, TikTok's on it, and they're like, you should know about this. I'm like, but I stay away from book Twitter and actively don't look into authors. (laughs) So, like, I rely on other people telling me this because I feel like if I had to look up every author I read, I would not be reading as much. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, I was just going
0: to say, but that was um, wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was um
0: that's not what I was prepared <laughs> for. I feel like if I were an author, first of all, I think they were in like a group discord or something, mm-hmm. a group slack. That's a no for me. I have too much social anxiety for that. Mm-hmm. So, I would be staying the fuck away from that. Second of I all, I would pull
1: if I were- a J- I pull a JD Salinger and just
0: hibernate. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, second of all, I feel like I would not I would have no Twitter. I would go off social media. I would not be speaking.
1: <laughs> Although I have beef with J.D. Salinger because he was like heavily against, um, what's it called? Adaptions of his books for like audiobooks and Kindle and things like that. Like it was in his will or something like that to not put his because he probably work... thought it
0: ruined the integrity of the work
1: yeah, and then his I'm son got a letter from one of his readers, his father's readers, that said, Um, they're basically wheelchair bound, but they loved the his books. And that was when his son decided to let them let them do that work. But, yeah, no, he was a recluse, and I feel that on a spiritual level,
0: so yeah, so, so y'all, if uh, we ever write a book, you will not be seeing us ever again. That'll be, like, the last episode of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, also, Rip DMX, he died this week. Don't know who that is. I know it's a rapper.
1: Um, well, he was a big part of my childhood. (laughs) I listen to that shit all the time. Not that shit, but, like, you know
0: what I mean. I know what you mean. Yes. I I get the semantics of it. Party Up was my shit. I
1: don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway... Do you want to get started? Yes. Yay. Okay. So this week I got a surprise care package in the (laughs) mail for my birthday and it included several snack foods, a singular sticker hidden in one of those snack foods. I put it on the top. (laughs) It literally was stuck in the, what was it? Godiva I think you sent me. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah and like it laugh. was
1: slipped into it. So when I went to go open it in one of my midnight hungers, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" So then I realized that it was a ransom Drysdale sticker. Great character, by the way.
0: It's a great one.
1: Yeah, um, but in that care package from Miss Alicia was also a book. <laughs> <laughs> and this week I was like, you know what?
0: I'm gonna read. That book and ma'am, great taste. I'm glad you know me so well. Yeah, it just seemed like it was be up your alley and it wasn't too long. Yeah,
1: no, it really wasn't. I read this. I didn't have a lot of time to read this week. <laughs> yeah. Because it was my birthday. <clears throat> um and I was working and I was going up to Westchester to visit my nephew. Like I had only basically two days to read this book and I did it.
0: <laughs> I love that for you.
1: I like power. Inspiration. Read this. It was so good. So, the book we're discussing right now (laughs) is The Wives by Taryn Fisher. Let's discuss this cover right now. It is so pretty. I
0: loved this cover. It gives me, like, um, Doctor Who vibes. If anyone's ever seen Doctor Who out there, there's an episode (laughs) where um, they, like, I think they go to, like, 1930s London or 1940s London and people get their sna- faces snatched off. And oh, I know what you're talking about. And yeah? it's um,
1: it's, it's um, when they're doing the Olympics, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: so I think, it, no, I think it's like the 70s or 80s because they're watching it might TV. Be. I yeah. might be
0: getting, because there's a lot of them that go back in time. So I might be getting the time <laughs> Every period. episode they do that pretty exactly. much. <laughs> So, but yeah, it reminds me of the one where they get their faces snatched off. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. David Tennant, the best doctor. I anyway, know.
1: Ugh. And I normally don't like people on the covers yeah, as we've either. discussed in the past, but I yeah. love the way they did this, like blurring the actual right. faces. I think that exactly. worked really well for this, especially when you know the context of the book. Like this book designer read this book
0: before they designed the cover. I know they
1: did. Exc- I know I they did. did.
0: Because they nailed it, I'm sure. Yes,
1: they did. The color choices, everything. Just chef's kiss. Well yeah. done.
0: Yeah. I read the premise and was like, wow, this would be something Francesca would like. Actually, ironically, I found it through a booktuber that I watched and she hated it. But really? I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, I don't think she like just, I don't think the that genre is like her thing. Mm. But I'm like, I read it. The, synopsis or listen to her synopsis and I was like this would be great for Francesca oh
1: I love that yes because I read the back and I was like oof and then I got into it and then I got to the end and I was just like what the fuck yeah yeah it was I was just great choice
0: thank you thank you so
1: proud of you I will say I normally I'm, I'm not a fan of when they put reviews on the cover yeah me either I just think that makes it look a little tacky, in my opinion. Again, we know my taste is very minimalist. Right. So I like that, you know, New York Times bestseller is fine. I don't care. I don't care about like a tagline at the top. I just don't like reviews because I feel like it's very, makes it very wordy. And I don't like when they do the (coughs) pop-up. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Like if that was a sticker, it's fine. I can just rip that off. But it's not. So, (laughs) but other than that, it's a great, it's a great cover. I want to preface this with some trigger warnings because Our it would not favorite. be a me book if Our I favorite. didn't start with some trigger warnings. <laughs> so there are some mentions of domestic abuse, attempted suicide, and loss of pregnancy and miscarriages. There is some... T- I don't know if this is triggering for some people, but <clears throat> I'll mention it anyway. There's some talk of time spent in a psychiatric facility.
0: I feel like that might be a trigger for some yeah. people. Yeah.
1: Um, that becomes a pretty big part of the book. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe don't read this book. Maybe don't read this book. (laughs) Definitely don't read this book. Okay. So we start, the setting is in Seattle, Washington. And the book is told from a first person narrative. So we find out that basically the first person is one wife of three. So, this woman shares her husband with two other women.
0: I could never. She is so strong.
1: <laughs> His name is Seth. Um, and each wife is referred to by a day of the week that they get with him.
0: hmm Wait, so, hold on. So, um, this conspiracy theory time. Mm-hmm. Seth is also a character in Twilight. I was just about to say, (laughs) Twilight, because two of the other,
1: the other two wives, so the main character lives in Seattle, the other two wives are in Portland.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Seth, it's Seth the werewolf from Twilight. It's canon now, thank you. It's canon now,
1: and it's so funny too, because it's just, the whole time I was just thinking of, like, Rainy Twilight. And then yes. one of the other characters in the book reminded me of Anna Kendrick's Jessica. Yes! So, like... Oh my gosh, I love this But, so like, much. a much deeper and, like, not as superficial
0: Jessica. Got it, got it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like, I if, love this so much already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, if Jessica went and put some miles on her life, you know what I mean? Right. Which, you know, by this point
0: in her life, she probably had.
1: Yeah. So... so As I mentioned, each wife is referred to by the day of the week that they get with their husband. So the narrator is Thursday, which we find out later on in the book that her actual real person name is Thursday. Okay. So that's, that was a little confusing for me in the beginning. That is super confusing. Because I wasn't sure if that was just what he called her, but that's actually her name. And the joke was if she's Thursday, then the other wives are their name, like another day of the week. So I think that's where that came from. Got it. Um, but then there's Monday and Tuesday,
0: okay. and so they
1: each get, like, two days with him a week, Okay, and then, like, Saturday is, like, revert, reserved for, like, travel, Got so it. we can go back to Portland and things like that. Right. So, we're in the narrator Thursday's condo in Seattle. She's just prepared this beautiful dinner for Seth for when he arrives home. She's looking for some sexy time, and she gets it. Also, this, this book is, like... Not like graphic, but like she's like it's an adult book. Uh, it's not. Right. It's not YA. To be clear, right?
0: Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> she talks about how she's never wanted to be like her mother. Her mother is very like doting on her husband, like a '50s housewife esque, like lots of Botox and like everything's okay, like the perfect Stepford mom. Like, uh, yes. and yet that's exactly what she is. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say um, that's a little hypocritical, but all right. So, originally, they each got, as I mentioned, they each get there two days a week with him. Um, Originally rotating that third day. Right. So, they each got, like, an extra day, but now that's kind of just reserved for travel because he has to go back to Portland. Right. Um, None of the wives know each other. They've never met. They don't know each other's names, and they don't know what they look like. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. I am too
0: nosy for that.
1: He, Seth and Thursday never go on public dates. The only <clears throat> wife, I'm assuming he goes out with is Tuesday. The narrator is his second wife. His first wife is Tuesday, though they divorced so he could marry Thursday. Okay. But he just stayed with his first wife. Like, he still has a relationship with her. Right. Monday is pregnant. From what the narrator knows, she's blonde. She's 25. And Seth likes that she's younger.
0: Oh, of course he does. He's a man.
1: And then Thursday resents how career-oriented Tuesday is. They all have to kind of find a way to fill their week. Uh-huh. Without Seth. Right. Um. So Thursday, you know, does pottery and reading and Netflix while Tuesday has chosen her to focus on her career. Right. Which is, again, something I would do, but...
0: <laughs> right. Some internal mis- internalized misogyny is sprinkled in there. Yeah.
1: So Seth works in property development. His business partner only knows about Tuesday and thinks that Tuesday is still his, like, legal wife. So that's okay. why he can't be seen out in Seattle with Thursday. Okay. is because nobody knows he's a polygamist. (laughs) And the business is very lucrative. He makes some great money from it. So here's like a little backstory into his relationship with Thursday. They met five years earlier. She was at a cafe studying for her final nursing exams. And she was very taken by his good looks and his charisma. Never trust charisma. That's how you end up dead and on dateline. That's right. Exactly. So on their fourth date, he tells her that he has a wife. Tuesday, she ends up fleeing. She's very angry. He follows her and begs her to let him explain, and she ultimately does because. Ugh!
0: Never let a man n- explain.
1: Never trust a good. <laughs> lo- never trust good looks and a smile. What's the lyric? I forgot. Um, or no, it's never trust a big butt and a smile. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, he says his parents were polygamists, and he grew up in Utah and had four moms. When he turned 18, he left and denounced their entire way of life. But we learn his wife, Tuesday, doesn't Mm -hmm. want kids, and he does.
0: Well, then you shouldn't have married her, sir. So, she leaves,
1: planning to never see him again. But about a month later, after a few failed dates and deep grieving over a guy (laughs) she barely knew... I love that. She calls him, and we find out that the wife knows about their relationship and is slowly coming to terms with it. He asks if they can meet for coffee, and she agrees, and she reminds herself that she called him, he hadn't manipulated her, and she was in control. Big time false, but okay. Right. So it's present day now. She wakes up alone.
0: Oh, boy. The worst. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She sees he's made himself some toast before leaving, and kicks herself for not getting up and making him breakfast, thinking that she's slacking in like the wife department. Like she wants to make it as like nice for him, so like he wants to be there oh more. My gosh. This is disgusting. <laughs> she takes late night shifts at the hospital because she doesn't like being alone at night, so she'll take like the graveyard shifts that nobody That's else. That's valid. Wants. That is valid. Yeah. So now Thursday has lunch with her mom. Her mom has no idea about the four-way marriage. To be clear, <laughs> I don't blame her. I wouldn't tell my mom either. To be clear, nobody in her life knows about it. They all Ooh. think she's Seth's only wife, her Ooh. best friend, her coworkers, her f- entire family. None of them know. That's a little far. Yeah. Seth, uh, <clears throat> Mom thinks Seth is commuting back and forth to Portland for work, which is only like half true because he does have an office in Portland for work. She suggests to Thursday that getting pregnant will force Seth to be around Seattle more, so she basically suggests to her daughter to trap her husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we learn that Thursday I had an emergency hysterectomy hy- hysterectomy. What caused it is yet to be explained, so she can't have kids. Oh, that's really sad. The mom doesn't know about that either.
0: Oh no, oh no, oh no, no. She wishes
1: at, like, times like this, she could reach out to the other wives for support. Um uh, right. But Seth said he doesn't... He wants things to be different from his parents, so the wives have no contact with each other. You know, they don't know each other's names, as I mentioned. Nothing. Whereas when he was growing up, they all lived together in one big happy household, like... Like sister wives? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like.
1: her mom leaves, and she goes to take a nap because she's practically delirious having <laughs> worked the whole night shift. Right. Um, she goes into Seth's closet just to, like, feel close to him. Yeah. And in one of the pockets of his pants, she finds a doctor's bill for a Hannah Orvick. Orvok. Something like that. I'm dyslexic. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, who she assumes is Monday because Monday is pregnant.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, she searches Hannah on Facebook, as (laughs) we all do, knowing something, she's doing something wrong. She's upset. When she finds that Hannah doesn't have that blonde innocence she was hoping for. That, like, Hannah looked like an innocent little... Oh, got
0: you got gotcha. Yeah.
1: It doesn't specify, but it clearly upsets her by what she sees. So she takes Namby in and knocks out.
0: Nice. So- solid. <laughs>
1: solid plans. <laughs> so she after she wakes up from this long nap, she has five missed calls from Seth, worried about her. He invites her to Portland to spend a couple days together. Now, when he had come that first night. They talked about going on vacation together and right. she's like so excited she finally have a week of him to herself. He's like worried about just to bring that up because that comes up at a later point. And I forgot to write that down in my notes,
0: and this just reminded me. That's all good. I do that all the time.
1: <laughs> so, he invites her to Portland to spend a couple days. Excited but worried, she agrees. She decided she decides to take the bill with her just in case she needs Hannah's address. Okay. Looking closer at Hannah's Facebook page, it's all private, but the woman looks like a a Scandinavian model,
0: like long legs, beautiful blonde hair. That is not gonna do well for my self esteem. Like a punch to the gut of insecurities. Right.
1: Right. So, on her way to Portland, she calls her best friend Anna. Anna apparently is not Seth's like number one fan, but is glad she's going to spend time with her husband. Anna asks wow. if she's I'm doing... I'm Anna.
0: That's age. me in every single one of my friends' relationships. <laughs> Same. I'm always like, is this a good idea?
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you need a man? <laughs> exactly. So Anna asks if she's doing okay since... And gets cut off by Thursday saying she's fine. I'm assuming she's talking about this me, But she hangs right. up. After, after checking into the hotel, she says, fuck it. And goes to the address on the bill. Wow. The house is this stunning, restored Victorian, a dream. And while standing outside, she comes face to face with Hannah. Beautiful, skinny Hannah. Hannah tells Thursday how her husband owned the house before they met and they did the renovations, inviting Thursday inside for a tour since people often knock on the door asking to see the
0: restoration. That's creepy. No, Mm -hmm. thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thursday agrees and follows her inside and naturally the inside is stunning, like mahogany floors, a ginormous kitchen, just Oh my god. Beautiful. I wish We find out that Hannah is a freelance photographer, which is interesting because there are no family photos in the house. We also find out that the hysterectomy happened a year ago, around the time Thursday agreed to bring in Hannah, like as a third wife. Right. She just wanted to please Seth and make him happy, something she suspect Tuesday wanted when she
0: agreed to Thursday. So wait, how old is Thursday supposed to be? I'm
1: going to say cuz like later on in the book she mentions she was around Hannah's age when they met and it's right. been 5 years. I'm going to say around like 30, maybe 20, the youngest 28. I
0: okay. say. Okay. That's what I was picturing like like late 20s early 30s. Early 30s yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So Thursday asks if she can take Hannah out to eat next time she's in town. And Hannah, like, readily agrees, saying she doesn't have many friends in Portland since she moved here for her husband. And that's when Thursday find out, finds out that Hannah is also from Utah, where Seth was raised. Of course. So Thursday tries to do the work to figure out how they met, but can't quite connect the dots. hmm As Thursday is leaving, she notices a large shard of glass on the floor in front of the wall, in front of a wall where it looks like a photo used to hang. She gives it to Hannah, saying she doesn't want her to cut herself. Hannah says, thank you, it happened by accident. And as Hannah extends her arm to, like, grab the shard of glass, her shirt pulls up. And Thursday can see bruises, like, healing on her arm. And Thursday, like, shakes it off, saying the bruises can't possibly look like fingerprints.
0: Oh, no. Oh, absolutely no. 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 (laughs) It's a no from me. It's a no from me.
1: So now she's at dinner with Seth. And she's trying to like push the other wives out of her mind and enjoy herself, but something just feels different. Probably because she met Hannah. Right. She thinks about how easy their marriage is because of how compliant she forces herself to be because they almost never argue. And then she thinks back to Hannah's bruises and wonders if he argues with them often. Seth deals the blow that of them not taking a vacation together this year. Since Ooh. Monday and Hannah, Monday Hannah, <laughs> is pregnant, he needs to be able to take time off when the baby comes, and work is really busy. He She realizes the whole trip to Portland was just to butter her up before letting her down, just to manipulate her into being, like, okay oh. with not taking the vacation. I hate that. She, ben. <laughs> she yeah. runs out of the restaurant. She just, like, wants to be alone. So I don't blame her. <laughs> Thursday decides... To leave the next morning, ignoring Seth's numerous texts and phone calls, even the flowers he left in her car. Like, okay, sure. She texts Hannah and they meet up for breakfast. Uh, she needs to talk to someone who understands the situation. Honey, get a therapist.
0: Yeah, literally. She it's mentions this throughout
1: the book, and I'm like, girl, that is what therapy is for. <laughs> I don't understand. I feel. So at breakfast, Hannah mentions a new renovation she wants to take on, but her husband is kind of dragging his feet. Then Thursday tells Hannah her husband is cheating on her and she just found out last night. So she's basically saying that, like, Seth is cheating on her to Hannah, but, like, obviously he's not because she
0: knows right. it. Right, 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 right.
1: Hannah's obviously apologetic and then the si- in the silence she tells Thursday she's pregnant. And you she's so early in the pregnancy you can't tell that she's pregnant okay. yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Seth has been hiding... Had been hiding Hannah's birth control pills because Hannah was thinking about leaving, so he trapped her.
0: Oh, no! This man is not good. I hate it here. I hate it here. So Thursday asks
1: about the bruises, and Hannah says it was an accident, but Thursday's like, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. She asks Hannah if her husband has hit her before, and before Hannah can answer, a woman at the restaurant accidentally spills their drink like all over Thursday, <laughs> basically ending the meal and the conversation. Thursday is very confused by Hannah why she would have agreed to all of this if not to give Seth a baby. That's why Thursday agreed to Hannah, was because she couldn't give him one. Right. She thinks something's off about Hannah, and she's determined to find out like what it is. Right. She finally answers Seth's phone calls. He tells her, he told Hannah he needs to take the trip with her. And Thursday's like, I don't want your charity. But agrees to let him come on Thursday, like his usual day. Because, as she says, because if he's not with me, he's with another one. And I'm still a competitive woman. (laughs) When Thursday rolls around, she doesn't make dinner. She doesn't get dressed all pretty or anything she would normally do. He shows up and she can tell th- there are things he wants to say and how pitiful he looks. <laughs> Good. She's even surprised, like, looking at him, she would ever consider he'd hit a woman, like, how pitiful he looks. Right. He said he thought he'd be better at loving more than one woman. Thursday laughs and says one marriage is hard enough, let alone three. Right. She finally admits that she's lonely and jealous, that she wanted to be the one carrying his child and if not, then what is this marriage for? Why doesn't she adopt a kid? I just don't get it. And they talk about it, and it's just like, he, that's not what he wanted. He wanted okay. his own blood child. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, she's like, what is this marriage for if not for her to have his kid? Right. Because, like, the <clears throat> apartment doesn't reflect any sort of life together. There are no me- shared memories or in any of the photos around the room. Like, what was the point if not to bring a life into this world. And now she can't even do that. Right. So we learned Tuesday's name is Regina. They had met sophomore year of college back in Utah. They married two months after graduation. Setha got a job offer in Seattle and they moved to Seattle for the job. She hated it there and ended up getting to, into law school in Oregon. His job was taking off, so they agreed to make the commute to see each other for the two years she was in school. Then he found the birth control and found out she didn't want to have kids. He tried to convince her, but she didn't budge. So three nights after he showed up on Thursday, they're laying in bed together. She forgave him somewhere between the ramen and the sex. (laughs) She wakes him up and asks if he's mad at her for what happened to their baby which is unexplained, but it's a dead baby. And he says he was mad at the universe. She asks, what asks him what would happen if what happened to her happened to Monday, like would he find a fourth wife? Yeah. He gets super angry and is like, "Why would you say that? That's why would you wish that on her?" And decides to leave, and she gets out of bed to try and convince him to stay, and he pushes her away. She stumbles and clips her ear on the nightstand. Not serious, but hell of right. aggression. Like, she just has, like, a small cut behind her ear. Right. He slams the door in the process and leaves even after she fell. She decides she's going to look into Regina and see if her eyes reflect the same regret and hurt as Thursday's. A Thursday pulls a me, a.k.a. getting drunk on nine a- at 9 a.m. and going full FBI. I love that for her. And yes, she is sipping on vodka and just scrolling through Facebook So she finds Regina's job. Her Facebook and her Instagram are both private. Her Twitter is, hasn't been active in like a year. But she finds Regina on a dating website. Thursday makes a fake profile named Will Moffitt so she can access (laughs) Regina's full profile. Love that. She wanted to take all this info to Seth and be like, look, she doesn't love you like I, I do.
0: Love me. Very pick me girl. Oh no, Thursday, you don't need that.
1: So clicking through the pictures, Thursday is spooked in the last photo, cropped but still visible, standing next to a smiling Regina is a woman that suspiciously looks like Hannah. Immediately, Thursday decides to catfish wife number one. <laughs> I love that. So she sends Regina a message.
0: Love it. The chaos.
1: Um, so Thursday goes to work. Uh, still a little upset about the night before. She gets a text from Seth that was meant for one of the other wives, and he doesn't acknowledge his mistake. She texts Hannah, who says she and hubby are doing well, so Seth must have done something right this time. Oh, boy. Thursday is having trouble reconciling that she has to share Seth and how much easier her life would be if she didn't have to. During work, she gets a response from Regina Tuesday, wife number one. You know, all three. Oh, my gosh. So Seth shows up for his regular Thursday appointment. Oh but he's acting gosh. more different. He's acting different, more casual. He takes her for a walk and holds her hand in public, which he never does. They're waiting in line to get, like, hot cider. And he takes a call from Regina right in front of her. Ma'am, this is an Arby's. But Thursday likes it, likes this new side of him, like how he can be more casual. Right. Right. And this is where she finds out that, like, Regina was calling because their dog is getting old and is basically, like, on its last legs. Right. Um, and she wants to enjoy it just for the night, like, not think about the other wives and just enjoy this side of Seth. Right. So while Seth is sleeping, she reads a response from Regina asking if he'd be interested in going hiking and how cute Will was with his nieces and nephews in his profile picture. Because she used pictures of her cousin that's currently in oh prison gosh. for identity didn't oh my God.
0: <laughs> All right. You got to work so, with what you
1: got. The irony is not lost on me. Um, to get a clear answer, Thursday, posing as Will, ask, asks Regina if she wants kids. You know, if they're going to, like, date. Right. And Regina says yes. Bitch, what? Excuse me? Ma'am. Ma'am. So she and Regina continue to message each other, Regina being awfully flirtatious. Thursday decides her best course of action is knocking the number of wives from three to two and booting Regina. Oh my gosh. So she and Seth get in a fight over Thursday wanting to meet his parents. He is firmly against it because she's, and because she's so submissive, she ultimately just says okay and like drops it.
0: Thursday needs to join forces with Regina and kick Seth to the curb. Like, that's what needs to happen here, girlfriend.
1: In a message from Regina, Regina tells her that she and Seth were just two different people and that even though they tried to make it work, they ended up just getting a divorce. Thursday can't stand why she's lying about her relationship with Seth. She decides that she needs to meet Regina in person like she did with Hannah and makes an appointment with her office she gives a fake name and that she's looking to get divorced. Which is not true. She's not looking to get divorced. Bitch is prepared to Hunger Games these other wives to be the last man standing. Oh like...
0: You know what? There is a certain, like, level of dedication that mm-hmm, she That has. is respectable. Yeah, that is respectable. But, like, you are focusing the anger on the wrong people, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So in a depressive slash drunken stupor... She goes for a walk
1: and runs into her perfect coworker Lauren. Lauren and her perfect life and husband, who, like, she just kind of... This is, like, who I imagine Jessica would ultimately end up being.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Um, just, like, her... Per- like, always perfect about everything and, like... Right. Thinks that she's, like, kind of better than everybody else at work and, like... Right. Yeah. So she can tell that Thursday's, like, kind of in a state... And asks if she wants to get drinks and, like, just talk. So, like, to show, like, how much, she, like, better she thinks she is than everyone else, to go to kind of, like, this seedy part of town. It's, like, this hole-in-the-wall bar. And she's kind of just like, um, are we okay here? Like, are we gonna... Oh, she's one of yeah. those
0: people. Ugh. Yeah.
1: So, they get drunk, obviously. Like, they do, like, four shots when they get there.
0: Oh, like, my... Champs. Wow. The dedication. Love that. Yes.
1: So, in their drunken states, Lauren admits her life isn't so perfect and that her husband regularly cheats on her. Oh, no. And all of these trips that are, like, pictures that she keeps on her locker of the two of them going skiing in the Alps and, like, in Cancun are all, like, apology trips he takes her on after he cheats on her.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I hate men. I hate it.
1: <laughs> so, then Thursday finally tells someone that she's one of three wives and she tells Lauren...
0: Tea. Okay.
1: And Lauren's like, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> and think she's joking, but then sees like how serious she looks, and she's like, Oh wait, this is real. Um, because nobody in her life knows about this little, little arrangement. Lauren is obviously shocked, but agrees to keep her secret. Right. So Thursday decides to pay Hannah a visit because she's just dying for more information on Seth. Right. So they decide on dinner and a movie.
0: All right. Thursday
1: arrives and sees Hannah has a new bruise on her face. At dinner she confronts Hannah about it Hannah explains that she and her husband fight like married couples do. So like the first time when Thursday met her and she had the bruises on her wrist, yeah. they had been arguing and she had slapped him and he had grabbed her to stop her from doing it again. Uh-huh. And that's how she got the bruises on her wrist was because he was trying to stop her from smacking him again. Uh-huh. Um, She insists this time she actually walked into an open cabinet door and that's what the bruise is. And... As someone that would do that, it's hard for me not to believe someone else can do that. Right. But, like, at the same time, you just don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'd trust it, fam. I don't know. So, she tells Thursday he has a brother that used to beat... He had a brother that used to beat him relentlessly until that brother went away for college. Um, And this is all new information to Thursday... Thursday had the urge to tell Hannah about everything, but swallows it. We find uh-huh. out that Seth really doesn't like Hannah having friends, and he's very protective. And oh, that's no. And no. that's why Hannah was so excited when she's like, oh, do you want to get dinner sometime, like that first time they met? Right. Because she doesn't have friends. <clears throat> that's a red flag. That is a yeah. red flag. So Thursday goes to the bathroom, only to return to an empty table and a note from Hannah saying she didn't feel well and had to leave. So, she's confused, but drives by Hannah's house and sees it's empty. The confusion only worsens. Like, her car's not in the driveway. The lights are off. She's like, what the fuck? Right. So, Thursday hasn't been sleeping very well, that night included. When she wakes up after, like, two hours of sleep, she has a voicemail from Hannah telling Thursday she and Seth had an argument and she's scared. Mm -hmm. Thursday tries calling her back, but gets sent straight to voicemail. She drives home, and upon
0: her arrival, sees Seth,
1: and it's not Thursday. Like, he's there on not a Thursday.
0: Oh, that's not good. I don't like where this is going.
1: Because he had texted, well, like, he had texted Thursday when he, she was with Hannah, and was like, oh, where are you? She's like, I'm out with friends. Yeah. Where are you? And he said, home. So she had assumed it was, like, with Regina. Right. So he starts interrogating her, asking where and who she was with. Thursday clocks a bandage on his hand. He asks her what she's done, and she asks him the same thing. So he grabs her by the arm. Oh, no, do not like this. And asks her who she was with, and she tells him Hannah. <clears throat> he, like, loosens his grip and asks her why she would do that. She tells him he, she knows he's been hitting Hannah, and he calls her crazy. He starts pacing, telling her she's sick and that it's starting to happen again. He asks her if she's been taking her pills, and she says, what would I need pills for? He says that it's over. He thought that she could handle this, that their agreement, more so to himself than to her, like, that she couldn't... He thought she could handle something like this. Right. He said he was trying so hard, but after she lost the baby, she changed. She says she's going to tell the world what he is, and that even Regina is cheating on him. He says he needs to call her doctor. She tells him she found the doctor's bill in his pocket. He says he was at the doctor and there was a woman in front of him who left before her bill was handed to her. So he ran out to the parking lot to give it to her, but she was already gone. So he just like stuffed it in his pocket.
0: That's suspicious.
1: He tells her she needs help and she's having delusions again. In their struggle, they knock over a glass of water and they both slip and he lands on top of her, knocking her unconscious.
0: Oh my gosh. What the hell? What? And then this is
1: the point where we find out Thursday is like her actual name. So this whole time you think that he's she's just been referring to herself as Thursday. Yeah. But also that could be me, and they could have mentioned that much earlier in the book, and I just did not pick up on it. So
0: <laughs> I feel that.
1: And then so now we find out she's been admitted to a hospital for head trauma for the fall. We find out that they have her on halidol, which is an antipsychotic. Doctor Steinbridge comes in to treat her asks her about what happened the night she fell, explaining to her that she attacked her husband, and she sticks to her guns and says, I know that he hits his other wives and I can prove it. But they don't give her her phone for her to prove it. (laughs) I hate it here. Instead, Instead, Seth comes in and denies everything and says she's been sick for a very long time. Now, the hospital she's in, we know she's a nurse. They took her to Queen County, which is an opposite hospital From the one she works in. So away from all of her co-workers.
0: Oh, oh, This is, like, the hospital
1: that you don't want to necessarily go to.
0: Oh, I'm sure that just works great for her. So,
1: like, think about, like, did you watch Grey's Anatomy? No, right? Is that the one that they, they killed Derek at? Think of that, yeah. She's at the hospital that killed Derek. Ooh, I don't know about that, Chief. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) <laughs> um so she gets overwhelmed with her feelings of what she knows and what he's saying is like opposite of everything she knows and she just kicks everyone out like she just wants to be alone and she falls asleep when right. she wakes up seth comes in and visits her again and tells her they're not gonna let her out until she tells the truth right she asks him to admit that he's a polygamist and he says no that was never the truth. I was just playing your little game, trying to ignore the fact that you were getting sicker. Like most men, that's like that's kind of fair though, because most men would just ignore the signs.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's true, but also like mm, the levels. Gas, of- That's a
1: little gaslighty.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So he says they need to talk about the
0: baby and their loss
1: because they never actually did that, oh, and no. she just refuses. She, Go to she shuts down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he tells her that losing the baby wasn't her fault. It wasn't anyone's fault, but she just doesn't believe it. She just starts screaming at the top of her lungs. He had brought food in with him. Yeah. And put it on the bed, and he, like, walked to the window. And when she starts screaming, she rips the blanket up, so all the food just goes flying. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And if that is not the drama of an Aries, I don't know what it (laughs) is. So doctors and nurses come rushing in. And she's looking at Seth, who's like like got pushed against a wall, and they're like basically drugging her to make her to like calm down. And the look on his face is almost peaceful, right? Like not concerned or distressed. So I'm like, "Ma'am, when she comes to, like when she finally comes out of this drug and drug state, she thinks about Hannah. Like, how many days has it been since she talked to her and got that voicemail of her being scared of Seth? Right now." This is where my mind goes to fixing the mental health community, where she's like telling these doctors, my husband's a polygamist, I don't know what to do, and naturally they're not going to call the police because she's in a mental hospital. So my thought, here, go with me. Yeah. Okay, she's in a mental hospital and she's saying these things. Why can't mental hospitals, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be calling it a mental hospital, a psychiatric facility. Why can't psychiatric facilities have, like, detectives on staff to investigate what these people are saying? So, like, if she's like, my husband has these other wives, I can prove it to you. Okay, give that detective the information and let them do the work.
0: I just don't know how she got put into the psychiatric facility in the first place.
1: Because her husband, because Seth put her in there saying, she attacked me. She's off her med. And they didn't investigate that at all? Well, you find out, like, a little bit more. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, okay. Because I'm
0: like, this sounds illegal.
1: (laughs) So, and I'm sorry, I keep calling it a mental hospital. It is a psychiatric facility. That's how it's referred to in the book at different times. So, that's why I had, like, written it down like that. Anyway, I don't... It's all good. Yeah. So, her head is fine now. There's no swelling or bruising. And she's being transferred to the psych board. Thursday keeps asking for Seth. And everyone kind of is like... There's not a husband listed on your chart making her look crazier.
0: Oh my gosh. This is
1: like some yellow wallpaper shit at oh, this point. Like, it, they're making the like sane it. woman go insane. That was immediately what I thought of. Right. Right? Right. Especially because in the yellow wallpaper she had a baby and there was, like, right. separation
0: anxiety. Maybe it was inspired partly from yellow Maybe. Wallpaper. I would
1: love to know. Right. <clears throat> so, the drugs that they've given her, one, she loses, like, a fuck ton of weight. Like, she talks about seeing her, like, her hip dips where her bone is, like, protruding and her collarbones are, like, very hollow, like, just losing all this weight. And they basically right. just take all the life force out of her, just making her a shell of who she was before. Right. We know that she was... So, we find out she was in a psych ward briefly after the death of the baby. but And we learn in that first visit or that that her first day in the psychiatric ward, her mother never visited her. Uh so that's also why she was so quickly to be admitted this time was because she had a previous stint in this same facility. Uh-huh. So that answers your question kind of of like how she got admitted so quickly. So as I mentioned, like the mom is very perfect. She just wants to be this perfect stepford wife. Like nothing is ever wrong for her. Right. And again, her family and friends don't know about this plural marriage. <clears throat> so now this time she's in the facility, her mom does come to visit her. Right. Thursday tries to tell her the truth about Regina and Hannah. hmm She tries, and her mom is just like, yes, Regina is his ex-wife. Right. Which is technically true because he divorced Regina to marry Thursday. Right. But she's like, mom, no,
0: that's not, and her mom just, like, looks at her with pity and literally leaves 15 minutes later. <sighs> this woman is just giving me off, like, I don't believe in mental like health vibes. Yeah, like.
1: exactly. So, this part, I'm gonna put a trigger warning on this for um, miscarriage and an attempted suicide. So, you can skip forward a little bit. This is, I'll try and keep this brief, but like it's important to the story. Mm-hmm. So, she decides her only way out is to get Dr. Steinbridge to believe she thinks that she was lying, even right. though, like, kind of play him. Right. So they have daily sessions and she gradually pretends to see the er error of her way. This is when we get a flashback to her losing the baby. She was in a... They were coming back from like a week and vacation. She was far enough to feel the baby kick and like feel it moving around in her. And they're in the car and she looks down and she's bleeding. Right. Right. And so he takes her to the hospital, Queen County, which is where she is now.
0: Right. Um,
1: And that's where they have to perform the emergency hysterectomy. Right. Is Because of... It was, like, an impacted pregnancy of some kind. Right. So when she found out she could no longer conceive, she fell apart. And, like, Seth held her for a little bit. And then he had to go outside to take a work phone call in the hallway. She went into the bathroom and tried to slit her own wrists. Um... Which is what resulted in her first day in their psychiatric ward.
0: These people need so much therapy. So much therapy. So Therapy
1: would really help them out a lot. (laughs) That's the end of that little trigger warning section. I will try and prompt it if it comes up again. Dr. Steinbridge says that in her grief she manifested these other two wives. One better for Seth and one that could give him what he wanted. So Lauren comes to visit much to Thursday's relief. Thursday tells her everything and she believes her. Women believe women. So she tells Thursday she'll come back to the ward when she has news and that she'll look into Hannah and to Regina because Thursday gives her all the information she has on the two of them. And Thursday just has this renewed sense of hope now that she has someone that's on her side. Right. So Lauren returns two days later with some not great news. She couldn't find Hannah anywhere on social media. Her Facebook was either deleted or is ultra private settings and Hannah's house, well, Lauren looked into that and found out it's registered in Thursday's name. The photo of Regina and possibly Hannah, Lauren printed it out and shows the picture to Thursday. And standing next to Regina is now a brunette. And none of it makes sense. Uh huh. So Thursday leaves very upset, obviously. And in her room, she's thinking about her relationship with Seth, that she's the money. She had a trust trust fund from her parents and that she's wealthy in every sense of the word because of her trust fund, as I mentioned. So she decides that when she gets out, she's going to do several things. Check the bank accounts, talk to the wives, talk to Seth's parents and start fighting back. She's released another two days later and she's been Mm -hmm. in the hospital for a month. Seth comes to pick her up. He hasn't visited or called her once while she was in there. She feels like everything about him is different. Like, he's not a source of comfort. His clothes are different. He's wearing a different cologne. Just almost like a stranger. They return back to her condo. And she notes, like, he specifically says her condo, not their condo. Yeah. Um, And he says he's going to stay for a while. And she immediately panics, even though a few months before she would have been overjoyed by the idea of him being there longer than just two days. Right. And it feels like he's trying to slip her back into their normal life routine, and she's just, like, not having it. Seth doesn't leave her side for a week. When he does, her parents come to stay with her. Uh, He gives her her cell phone back on the fourth day home. She goes through it to see all of her text messages with Hannah have been deleted, and so has Hannah's contact, as well as any of her voicemails. Two nights later... She crushes up some of her sleeping pills and puts them in Seth's soup.
0: Ma'am! He knocked out illegal. halfway through. Oh
1: she gosh. searches his phone and there are no contacts <clears throat> or messages from Hannah or Regina. She tries her laptop and the damn thing won't turn on and, like, she thinks that Seth might have messed with it. So Thursday decides it's time for her escape. He had hidden her car keys in her wallet but she grabs... The extra key fob hidden in the junk drawer and the $500 cash they keep in the bread box.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My heart was like racing the entire time this was happening. So she makes her escape. She The first place she's going to is Hannah. Because she figures yeah. the first place Seth's going to look for her is her parents or Anna.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. While on the
1: elevator, she thinks he might have put a tracking app on her phone. Oh so before she leaves, she drops that shit on the, the floor of the elevator oh. and bolts. Oh, no. My heart was in my throat. I don't like this. So she gets to Hannah's house and knocks on the door. When Hannah opens it, she's surprised and confused. Mm Mm-hmm. Thursday apologizes for not finding her sooner, saying that she didn't have her phone. Right. Hannah looks a little scared and very taken aback. Her hair is now cut to, like, a pixie style, and her stomach is still completely flat. Thursday is like, no, we're both married to Seth. Like, because... Hannah's like, let me get my husband and see if he can help. Because she can hear someone walking around in the background. And right. Thursday's like, no, we're both married to him. What are you talking about? Hannah's like, I don't know who you are. And, like, closes the door in her face.
0: Oh, my gosh. Thursday leaves So confused, where did she find Hannah? Like, At Hannah's house? Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. So okay. she leaves very confused. Like, did she really make all this up? Did Seth threaten her? Right. To further avoid Seth, she avoids hotels, places she knows he'd look for her. Mm-hmm. She goes to this stalled renovation project of Seth's, already knowing the door code, and that nobody would look for her there. Right. She spends the night, and the next morning is off to see Regina, and I just, like, have a, f- a giant fucking pit in my stomach at this point that she's- he's gonna find her. Right. Right? Like- Right. So, she's able to get an appointment with Regina because she had missed the one she had previously made. Right. Because she was in the hospital. (laughs) Right. Regina offers to see her on her lunch break because of how pitiful she looks. Um, And she's like, okay, I just have to wait till noon. And what better way to kill time is then to go drinking. Not it, sis. Not not right now. (laughs) She ends up getting a little buzzed before her appointment. Love that. And at Sometimes the appointment... you just got to take the edge off. Yeah. So at the appointment where Regina thinks Thursday's actual name is Lauren, she tells Regina she wants a divorce and that her husband is a polygamist. hmm Keeping her composure, Regina asks if the wives all live together. Uh-huh. When Thursday says no, Regina asks if they know each other. And Thursday is like, well, Regina, how much has Seth told you about me? And Regina is shocked but calls thir- calls her Thursday, reaffirming to Thursday that Seth Told Regina about her. Right. So Seth had called Regina, warning her that Thursday might show up. Oh. She tells no. Thursday, her and Seth were together for five years. Uh huh. And Thursday's like, no, you were together. F- You're together for eight. And she's like, no, it's been five. He left Regina for Thursday. Uh huh. Apart from the earlier phone call that she had when, when he called her to tell her Thursday was coming, she hasn't spoken to him in years. Wow. So she insists Thursday leave.
0: I don't know who to believe here. I really don't.
1: On her way out, she asks one more question. If Regina ever met Seth's parents. And Regina says no, they've been dead for years. Which doesn't make sense because Thursday has gotten, like, handwritten cards from them. Right. So at this point, she kind of breaks into Hannah's house.
0: That's okay. All right. Because she, like,
1: shows up and, like, rings the doorbell and knocks on the door and no one picks up. Right. So she sees an open window and just kind of, like, scoots through. So Thursday climbs in and everything is basically, like, sterile. The house is incredibly staged. No Hannah. Only a realtor who's very confused how Thursday got into the house.
0: Yeah, I would be, too.
1: Making a quick exit before the realtor can call the cops. Thursday leaves. She drives with no real direction as and is confused how the house is suddenly on the market. Right. She decides Seth and Hannah can wait that something about Regina is really bothering her. Right. Thursday follows Regina home from work, and she thinks it's odd how Regina drives this old, pretty beat-up Mercedes, and that the apartment complex she lives in is not, like, a luxe, lush, high-rise, like Thursday imagined. Right. She knocks on Regina's door, and immediately she tries to slam it in Thursday's face. (laughs) Sticking her foot in the doorway, she... invites herself in, taking Regina's cell phone off the coffee table in the process so she can't, like, call for help. So Thursday tells her she only wants to talk and deciding her chances are better talking to Thursday rather than helping or, like, calling for help. She's just like, okay, I'll talk to her. Uh Uh-huh. So Regina tells Thursday Seth really did leave Regina for Thursday. That right before he met Thursday, his business was going under and that he borrowed money from Regina and that's why he's been contacting her was to pay her back and that's why right. she's living in a dump. That the last time she saw him was a few weeks prior because of their dog's death right. and that he wanted to tell her in person that he'll be able to pay her back soon when this really big deal closes in a few weeks. Right. To gain her trust, Thursday tells Regina about the miscarriage and Regina is genuinely shocked. Right. We find out that Seth's parents died while he and Regina were married. Uh Uh-huh. Which doesn't make sense to Thursday because of all the cards and the wedding present they got from his parents. Right. So that is when we find out that his father shot his mother and then turned the gun on himself. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They were incredibly religious and thought Seth was abandoning his family when he moved to Seattle. Seth also had, like, this weird obsession with his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, all boys kind of do, but Seth never really grew out of it.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: Regina is clearly upset and ready for Thursday to leave. Mm-hmm. Before Thursday... Before leaving, Thursday tells Regina that he hits Hannah. And when she confronted him about it, he hit Thursday, too. She sees a vein in Regina's temple, like, twitch, kind of. Right. But she doesn't say anything. So Thursday right. leaves. Right. So, that night, Regina calls Thursday at, like, 4 a.m. That Seth, saying Seth is in Portland and is looking for her. He came after Regina called him from the office saying that Thursday visited her. Right. She asks if Thursday would meet her at an all-night diner. And there she tells Thursday she, too, had a miscarriage at 21 uh-huh. weeks early in their marriage. Mm-hmm. She asks for Thursday to recall hers. Now... I left this part out in the beginning intentionally, like when I first talked about Thursday's miscarriage. Right. Because when I read it, I fucking knew in that moment it had something to do with it. Yeah. So I'll bring it up now. Uh Uh-huh. So when her miscarriage happened, she had been drinking tea for nausea. Yeah. But it was a special tea sent by Seth's mother, an herbal tea. And that weekend Thursday had her miscarriage and I fucking called it while I was reading it. And I was like, I can't say this in the beginning because I know Alicia's going to pick up on it because she's smarter than I am. And if I pick that up, I know she's going to pick it up. So after hearing that and confirming to Regina that she had the tea, Regina tells her a story she wished she never heard. So before leaving the diner, Regina tells Thursday she thinks that there's something seriously wrong with Seth. Mm -hmm. So, she knows she can't go back to that house. So, she takes a quick nap in her car. Oh, nice. And then goes to the library to do some research. Oh, my gosh. So, not surprisingly, there's very little information about Seth's parents and their death as they lived, like, out on the fringes of society as polygamists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She also searches for the name of the drug Regina had given her. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I chose not to write this down just because I didn't want to. Um... But basically, the drug can be used for second... Okay, this is a trigger warning for some people who may have trauma related to abortions. Um, it can be used for second-term abortions up to the 49th day of pregnancy. What Past that, it can endanger the mother um, with, like, blood clots and things like that. Ugh. Thursday is so confused as to why he would do all of this. Because, because if Seth had given her that tea, which he had... That means right. he had caused a miscarriage. And right. why would he do that if the whole point of marrying Thursday was to have a baby? Right. So this is where we get the story from Regina. That mm-hmm. their first m- year of marriage was perfect. But right. after they moved to Seattle, he became moody and sullen. Uh, one day, he left his laptop open and she saw emails from his dad about government conspiracies to murder his him and his wives. Holy shit. The day before his death, he emailed Seth, outlining his plan to kill him and his one wife, Seth's mom, uh-huh. and spare right. his other wives. She confronted Seth, and he got very angry and grabbed her by her neck and accused her of snooping. When she said that she was pregnant, he let her go and started crying, apologizing, saying he'd get help.
0: Oh, my gosh. Around
1: 21 weeks, he started making her tea, which he thought was odd because he never did anything in the kitchen, like, ever. Right. He had told her he always resented his younger siblings because... He had to share his parents' attention with right, them. Right. Right. Regina tells Thursday she's worried he's going to do the same thing to Hannah mm-hmm. and asks for a few days to find her. Right. Flash forward to now, like the present, Thursday decides to go home knowing Seth is in Portland looking for her. Right. When she gets back to her place, her place is a mess. Drawers flipped over. The smell of rot is coming from the garbage.
0: Right. Thursday takes
1: her pills and dumps them down the toilet. Listen, been there, Done that. <laughs> done that. Um, that's a story for another time. Uh, she calls a locksmith and has all the locks changed and changes the alarm codes. She goes and gets a new phone and laptop. She also goes into the closet and finally finds the gun her dad had given to her years ago. Which was also mentioned earlier in the book and I just don't fucking say anything. Right. Um, So, a week after her return home, Regina calls her and says that she's found Hannah. Mm Mm-hmm thursday leaves the house with her phone and her gun and stashes it in her purse lady mm-hmm. on a mission love to see it determined was, um she gets to hannah's apartment and suddenly regina isn't picking up her damn phone thursday moves oh, no. her gun <clears throat> thursday moves her gun from her purse to her waistband of her pants and the place is really nice it's new construction all of the fun stuff hannah looks genuinely shocked to see her when she opens the door she tells Hannah what happened to her after the last time they saw each other and how she ended up in the hospital, all of that. Hannah refuses to believe it. She does not understand. Thursday says what he's done and how he asked us to live is not normal. Uh-huh. And Hannah's like, what do you mean how he asked us to live? Right. And I wrote this down knowing you would appreciate it. Oh, boy. And in, in strolls, Mr. Perfectly Fine himself, TM, 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 with the groceries. TM Taylor Swift. Oh, no. He looks too shocked to see Thursday. She tells him she's there for Hannah. Warn her about Seth. hmm Seth accuses Thursday of stalking him and Hannah. He tells Thursday he's told Hannah everything about them and that it's over between him and Thursday. She tells Hannah that she and Seth are still married. Hannah had no idea about a plural marriage. And Thursday thinks that this is just the story for- he told her. Right. But not had told Hannah. Uh-huh. And Hannah makes a comment, look what you've brought into our lives, which Hannah thinks is strange. Like, why would she be referring to their life when right. she's technically his wife? Right. They talk about Seth abusing Hannah and how she had a bruise on her face and Hannah admits it happened during sex and she was too embarrassed to say anything to Thursday because they had just met. Like, he elbowed right. her in the face by accident. Right. Which, like, I don't know how you get into that. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. <laughs> Yoga, I guess. Um, I guess so. And then Thursday confronts him with why the house was in her name. That's Uh when we find out the house is actually hers. It was her grandmother's that had been left to her, and she had let Seth and Hannah live there. Then she, she, like, yells no, but as she's yelling it, she remembers offering to let Seth use the house when he was going back and forth between Portland and Seattle, Uh and the house is really her grandmother's. Uh huh. Hannah's pissed because... Seth didn't tell her that it was Thursday's grandmother's house. Yeah. And Seth referred to his relationship with Thursday as a mistake, which sends her spiraling. Yeah. 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 As it should. So Thursday says a mistake. I am your wife. All I can think (laughs) about is the Incredibles. Like that one scene. I am your wife. Wife. And then in walks Regina. And she's like, no, ma'am, you're his mistress. So, Regina says Thursday was the reason her marriage to Seth ended. After she lost her baby, he had met Hannah, and he married Hannah. Right. She had offered to let him stay in the house with Hannah, hoping it would help her gain favor back with him. Right. Seth says Regina told him everything about his, her crazy theory that he caused the miscarriage and mm-hmm. how his parents are definitely still alive. Right. And Thursday's like, no way... There's no way. And she looks at Regina, who says that Thursday had left a message on her phone and called the cops because she was worried that Hannah and Seth were in danger.
0: Because
1: oh. she had, like, called her and said before she went out to see Hannah, like, oh, I'm going up. I don't know where you are, but I'll meet you up there. Right. Kind of thing. Right. And that's when Thursday realizes this whole thing had been a setup. And she looks at Regina and is like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and she just runs at her and, like, grabs her by the neck. Oh, my gosh. Seth comes up behind her and, like, wrestles her to the ground. And they're fighting. And in this fight, she remembers when Seth first approached her and told her he was married and how angry she was originally. And then they started their first affair. hmm And then she, she remembers getting pregnant and then Regina mm-hmm. leaving him after she got pregnant. hmm And then she lost the baby and Seth left her for Hannah. Mm-hmm. And she begged Seth to come back to her and she didn't care that he was married to Hannah now. And that's when they started their second affair while he was married to Hannah.
0: Oh, shit.
1: On the ground, she gets a hold of her gun that's in her waistband and shoots Seth. Oh, ma'am. Ma'am. It's one year later now. Oh, my God. She's back in Queen County. Seth survived. The bullet went through his spine and he'll never walk again.
0: Shut up.
1: She pled guilty by reason of insanity And was sent to Queen County for an extended stay. (laughs) It comes out in the trial that Regina had set her up by getting her to believe that Seth caused Thursday and Regina's miscarriages. Uh Uh-huh. So that kind of set up her insanity plea. Right. It also comes out that Regina had a miscarriage, but it was earlier at eight weeks, not 21. Yeah. So she kind of spun that story. Right. She now has therapy three times a week and takes classes and does yoga. Like, she's doing much better this time around during her stay. Right. Lauren brings her dinner twice a week and her mom comes to visit, but never her dad. Ooh. In therapy, Dr. Steinbridge talks about how she never f- fully claimed responsibility for what happened. Right. And that she created this alternate reality delusion to deal with the shame of being his mistress for not one, but two marriages. But she's like, Seth never tried to end it with me. Like, what? And Dr. Steinbridge produces emails between the two of them where Seth tried to end things and she just right. like, refused to accept it. Right. We also find out that Thursday was the one who bought the cards and was signing them pretending it was, like, from Seth par- Seth's parents. She and what? Seth... She and Seth were never actually married. She was only ever just his mistress. But in her delusion, oh, no. she made herself his wife.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: It was so easy for her to believe Regina when she had decided that Seth was the bad guy. Right. And Dr. Steinbridge says that Seth never claimed to be her husband. Not the first time when she brought, was brought in for the surgery. Right. And not the second time after he attack- she attacked him. Right. Like, she, he never said, I'm her husband. This is, like, my wife, like, never said that. Right. Seth figured out where Hannah was the night that she w- went to dinner in the movie with Thursday. Right. And when Hannah disappeared, it was, while well, Thursday was in the bathroom, it was because Seth had texted her telling her to get out of there. It's not safe. Right. And that's why when she came out of the bathroom, Hannah was gone. Right. And it was also her father that picked her up from Queen... Uh, Queen County, not Seth. Oh. And that's why she's like, he feel like everything about him feels different. What he's wearing is oh, different. His cologne. Right, right, right. And I didn't realize that until I was just te- when I was telling you that part earlier. I was like, oh my God, that makes sense now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, And he was the one that stayed with her that whole week after she got out of the hospital and she- he was the one she drugged, not Seth. Oh, shit. It was shit. all a delusion. <gasps> She goes oh on to gosh. tell the so then she's like switches gears kind of and tells the story about a patient she treated while she was in the working in the ER yeah. who had fallen and hit his head and it yeah. kind of like concaved. Yeah. Ooh. But how he didn't feel it and how right. crazy that was. Right. That he didn't feel anything and didn't know that he was missing a piece of his skull. Right. So then it flips to her getting a visit from Regina while she's in the psych ward. Oh my lord. She asks asks Regina why she's there, and Regina's just like, I just wanted to see how you were. My girl Thursday is like, why? To make yourself feel better or worse? Right. She asks Regina why she did what she did. Right. And Regina tells her that basically Thursday ruined her life, and she wanted Thursday to pay for ruining her life.
0: Oh, my God. And punish
1: her. Right. And then she goes on to basically make Thursday feel even worse by continually calling her crazy. Like, like, Seth said that you were, like, had problems, but I didn't know it was this bad. And Thursday is like, I'm not the only one that's crazy here. Like, you used me to punish me. And you fed me these delusions when you could have helped me. Like, I'm not the only one. Right that's crazy in this situation right and Thursday asks if Seth was ever actually violent with Regina and she said yes he does have a temper that story was true right in the end says I'm glad we both got away from him and Regina is like no no no, we are not in some special little club (laughs) and starts laughing like she like she hates the sound of her yelling like laughing yeah so she throws her face Her head into Regina's face, breaking her nose, and jumps over the table, cradles Regina's head on the ground, and just starts bashing it into the ground. Oh my gosh. Saying that even though the guy in the ER didn't feel it when his head smashed to pieces, she was going to make sure Regina did. Holy. And that's how the book ends. Holy shit. All right. Isn't that a wild ride from start to finish? So wild. Holy shit. Like... The whole time, I'm like, oh my god, Seth, you piece of shit. And then you find out, like, it's not what it seems.
0: He is a piece of shit, but also everyone else is a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. And she talks about how, like, he's now that he's in a wheelchair, she's glad, like, he'll never be able to physically hurt anyone again. Right. Or any woman again. But right. she does feel bad that he'll never be able to chase his kids in the park or, Right like, do things like that. Right. Um. But, it, oh my god, I was... Reeling. sucked in sucked in it was such a great read um could not get enough
0: of it well I feel okay i was like wow I did such a good job yes you did <laughs>
1: I'm so proud of you literally and I loved how this book like with a lot of mysteries they do you obviously have to do misdirections right and one of the things with writing a mystery or writing any murder mystery is that you have to introduce the reader to the actual murderer at some point. Like, it can't just be a surprise person at the end. Right. And it was done really well with Girls Like Us, as I've mentioned before. But this one, it can only be one of four people. Right. And the whole time you really think it's Seth. And then you find out that it's not. Right. He's just a shitty person. Is Right. Great. it was just so well written everything about this book was really great i'm definitely going to look into more of her books because that was really great yeah so yeah yeah well you can find us on instagram and twitter at bookaholics pod and you can find me on instagram at francesca hope and on twitter at french Toasticks
0: with an x and where can they find you you can find me on goodreads alicia reads 13 or on storygraph alicia reads and we'll see you for the next one Bye.